Welcome to the Movement Link podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist with over 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know there is a strong link between how much we move and what we choose to fuel our bodies with when it comes to health and performance. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to move, perform and feel your best. So put your earbuds in, get moving and I hope you enjoy this episode. Right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Movement Link podcast. Now, I hope you've been keeping well. I hope you're kicking goals around your training and your nutrition. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about breakfast. Again, it's another topic relating to nutrition. Um, you guys really seem to be liking the episodes that I'm doing around food, eating, um, and different, I guess, practical tips and takeaways that you can utilize and implement into your current day and routine um, relating to nutrition. So I'm going to carry on with that theme for a little while. Now, in today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about breakfast because I get a ton of questions about breakfast from people who aren't hungry enough of a morning to eat breakfast. Uh, Maybe they don't have time of a morning to eat breakfast. They train of a morning and they wonder if they should eat breakfast and are maybe stuck on what to do about it. So I'm going to walk you through some of those scenarios and hopefully answer the questions along the way of if you should be eating breakfast, uh, what happens if you don't eat breakfast and how to make breakfast a little bit easier if it is something that you are currently stuck on and even what your morning routine around food should look like. And a quick hint here, it might be a bit different for everybody, but that is okay. So we can actually allow for quite a bit of flexibility when it comes to uh, who should have breakfast what you should be having for breakfast and when you should have it. And that is completely okay because as we know, if you've been listening to my episodes, as we know, when it comes to nutrition, there is rarely a one size fits all answer. So in this episode, I'm going to walk you through how I would troubleshoot different scenarios as I would if somebody that I was working with presented with one of these challenges or barriers or sticking points to eating breakfast. Now, just a quick side note here, there are definitely a couple of things that are going to impact some of what I'm going to be talking about. So things like certain medications, if people are taking certain medications, then they can definitely have an impact on whether or not you should be eating breakfast. Um, There are obviously certain medications out there that need to be taken of a morning and they also need to be taken with food. So, you know, if you've been given certain guidelines from your GP or your specialist in this sense, then, you know, take what I am going to say in this episode with a grain of salt and obviously continue to listen to your specialist or your GP. And then other things that are going to impact what I'm going to be talking about can be things like medical histories, such as eating disorders. So please, if you fit into this category, please, please take everything that I'm about to say um, at a very high level and continue to work with your dietitian or your psychologist or your support group 
around what you should be doing at this time. So please don't change what you're doing or stop doing what they have suggested. That's definitely not the point of this episode. And I um, can't offer any specific advice for that. So just my usual caveat before I jump into the nitty gritty of this episode. And then one last thing that may impact some of what I'm going to say, and that is training and exercise of a morning. Now that is also potentially going to impact as I said, what I'm about to discuss. So training, exercise in the morning, I will come back to that at the end of this episode to offer some uh, more specific suggestions on and thoughts on that and breakfast. So guys, let's jump into it. From I think all of my discussions with clients, there appear to be two main issues that people have with breakfast. So the first issue that often tends to crop up is that people just aren't hungry of a morning and they're not hungry enough to eat breakfast. Um, They wonder, you know, if they should be eating anyway, if they're not hungry, should they not eat? Should they skip it completely? Should they have something small? And all of those are valid questions that I'm going to answer in a moment. Now, the second main issue that people tend to raise with me is that they just don't have time. They feel rushed of a morning. They don't have time to sit down and have breakfast. They've got to get out the door. They've got to go to work. They've got to get the kids off to school, off to daycare. And all of these things can make it really, really hard to be able to sit down and eat a proper breakfast. So they're two of the main issues that I'm going to discuss and offer a few um, hopefully practical suggestions and workarounds for you if you fall into one of those two uh, situations. But the first thing that we need to realize when it comes to the word breakfast is that it literally means to break your fast. So there is no uh, implication around what time in the morning that needs to happen. So you've probably fasted overnight because you've been asleep. So the first bit of food that you eat, whether that's at 6am or 6pm, is still breaking your fast and is still breakfast. Um, But I'm not suggesting here that you should fast until 6pm. I think that would be quite counterproductive to most people's goals. So please don't do that. Um, But just to illustrate my point. So that's where I'd like to start as... Um, I hope that knowing, I guess, what the word breakfast means removes the, you know, I must have breakfast at a specific time or I must have breakfast by a certain time type of rule that we tend to build up in our heads. So breakfast, you can kind of have it at any time of the day, right? We can break our fast whenever we want, but I think there are certain parameters that we can be putting in place to ensure that when we choose to have breakfast is not unreasonable and is not counterproductive towards our personal goals. So like I said, there's two main issues when it comes to being um, to breakfast. Uh, those that are not hungry of a morning um, or those that feel that they are rushed and too short on time to sit down and have breakfast. So let's start with the, you know, I'm not hungry of a morning. Now, if you are not hungry of a morning, most people are actually going to be fine to wait until they are hungry to eat breakfast. So like I said, you do not need to have breakfast within 30 minutes of getting up and you don't have to eat breakfast by 7am. So nothing bad is going to happen in those situations. And, you know, I do have people who have come to me um, and they've been told that they should have breakfast by a certain time and they've made this huge effort to get breakfast down by 7.30, you know, a.m. because maybe they've been told that they should be having breakfast and they're really struggling to do that because they're just not hungry at that time of a morning. So one of my suggestions here is really very simple. 
let's just wait until maybe 8.30 or 9 a.m. Um, before you have breakfast. And what we've seen in this situation, so people who have come to me, they've been told to have breakfast breakfast by 7 a.m., they're not hungry. If we just get them to wait an hour or two after waking until they start to feel hungry, all of a sudden they're hungry and ready for breakfast just a little bit later in the morning. And the whole concept of breakfast becomes something that they look forward to and it stops feeling like a chore. So you can certainly push your breakfast back a bit and wait until you're hungry. Now, two things to be mindful of here. And the first thing is to be mindful of the effect that caffeine has on your appetite. So we know that caffeine is an appetite suppressant. So if you are someone who has, say, three coffees of a morning and you're thinking, hey, you know, I don't need to have breakfast now. I'm still not hungry. Well, That's not really true. So what I would suggest instead is maybe not to have that second coffee. So if you do want to have a coffee to start your day, that is completely fine. But maybe hold off on the second coffee and actually have breakfast instead when you start to feel hungry rather than going back for another coffee. Um, And that is just to make sure that we've allowed enough space after our first coffee or our first caffeine intake of the day to allow our natural appetite to come back to life a little bit. Okay, so caffeine is the first thing to be mindful of. And, you know, we really do want to be making sure that we're not trying to mask our appetite um, and mask our hunger with copious amounts of caffeine. Now, the second thing that I would do if you are going to push your breakfast back a little bit and wait until you're hungry is actually set an alarm on your phone to make sure that you do have breakfast and you don't find yourself waiting until, say, one o'clock in the day, all right, before you eat. So for most people, I would say that 1 p.m. is way too far back in the day to be breaking your fast. So maybe if you were used to eating breakfast at 7 a.m. and you have not been feeling hungry and you've decided to wait a little bit longer, I would set an alarm for perhaps 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. just to make sure that you don't inadvertently forget right? Just so that you've got that prompt there to eat breakfast, you know, by mid-morning if you haven't already. And this is because if you leave breakfast too long, we know that you can start to make some very poor decisions around food. And we see this time and time again, people who skip breakfast, they don't really have a proper lunch, um, you know, and suddenly by Mid-afternoon, they're reaching for all sorts of crazy things, chips, they're diving into chocolate, lollies, um, they're starting to graze and that carries on through till dinner, they overconsume at dinner and then that vicious cycle starts again the next morning. So I do encourage most people to eat breakfast if you are not hungry of a morning basically wait until you are. And that is, you know, generally going to tend to solve the problem for a lot of people. And it's also going to help resolve um, a lot of food related issues later in the day if we have a complete breakfast at some stage during the morning. All right. So that's the first issue there if you're not hungry. Now let's dive into the second problem that I tend to see, people who are busy in the morning. So maybe they are rushing to get to work, They're trying to get the kids off to daycare or to school. All of these things can make it a challenge to actually get breakfast in and they can mess with our breakfast routine. So I would say there are two main options here that I tend to workshop with people who come to me with this particular sticking point. So the first option is really simple and that is to make a smoothie purely because it is something that you can drink 
or sip on um, during the school run or while you're in the car or while you are on your way to work. And smoothies aren't, you know, good or bad. They're not better or worse for you than normal food. We can make a really decent smoothie. Um, But in this situation, they may certainly be more convenient and a far more convenient way for you to have a complete breakfast. And um, I've just noticed I've said complete breakfast a few times now, and I will go through what I mean by a complete breakfast um, in just a sec. So that could be one thing if you're hungry of a morning, but you just don't have time to eat before you get out of the house. A smoothie can be made in advance. It is portable, so you can eat this as you go. Um, And it is important to eat breakfast if you're hungry, okay? So I'm I'm also pretty sure that trying to uh, maybe balance eggs on toast on your knees in the car uh, while dropping the kids at school isn't going to work for long and it's probably going to end up all over the floor or somewhere you don't want it. So please don't do that. Um, So if you're hungry of a morning, a smoothie is a fantastic grab and go option. Now, And the next thing that you can do here if you are pressed for time of a morning is actually push breakfast back again just a bit until you have the chance to sit down and have a complete breakfast. So often again, I've had people, you know, trying to slam down a piece of toast while they're running out the door on their way to the bus or as they take the kids to school. Um, But because that breakfast wasn't a complete breakfast, they're really hungry again, you know, an hour or so later. But once they've gotten through their commute, um, maybe they get to work or they've dropped the kids off at school, they get back home and they're no longer rushed, they actually have a little bit of time to sit down and have a complete breakfast. So you might find that maybe you have 30 minutes at your desk of a morning where you're sitting there going through emails or you may have a relatively slow start to the day once you've got your kids off to daycare or off to school. So at this point, you could then sit down and actually have a complete breakfast. So you might sit down and have some, you know, overnight oats. You might then have some bircher muesli. Maybe it's a few hard boiled eggs on toast with some avo that you can prepare at work. It might be some leftover dinner from the night before uh, because savory breakfasts are a thing and they can be really good. Um, It might even just be a protein shake that you top up with a couple of slices of whole grain toast and some peanut butter. Um, But the point is you are having something substantial once you have stopped rushing around. So just rounding back on that a bit. If you're busy of a morning, I would typically looking, if you're hungry as well when you wake up, I would look at having something small just to bridge the gap and tide you over until you get a chance to sit down and have a complete breakfast when you are feeling less rushed. So if you are going to eat on your way out the door, you have the option of a smoothie or something simple, sorry, something similar, I should say, that is simple and is very easy for you to eat while you're on the go. Um, Or again, if you're rushed, have something small and then have your complete breakfast once you are settled at your desk at work or back home. So this is where it could be really valuable to have a bit of a look at your morning routine and find out, you know, if you have a block of time or a very short window of even 5, 10, 15 minutes where you can sit down and throw together a complete breakfast. All right, so that's my tips for people who are feeling quite rushed and short on time of a morning. You probably still need breakfast at some point. Now, what is a complete breakfast? Because I know I've kept saying that phrase. So let's look at that. 
So when it comes to breakfast, I'm probably less interested in when you choose to break your fast and have breakfast, and I'm far more concerned with what you are choosing to break your fast with. And by that, I mean having a complete breakfast. And there's that phrase again. So essentially here, when I say complete breakfast, I mean that we want to be including a balance of protein containing foods. So things like eggs, Um, yogurt, dairy, if you're not intolerant, a protein shake, some baked beans, some tofu, tofu scrambles, some smoked salmon, some ricotta, cheese. They're all fantastic options and really good sources of protein. And then we want to be pairing that with a source of carbohydrate and also a source of fats in your first meal. So carbohydrates, you're looking at things like some whole grain or multi-grain toast, maybe some oats, different types of cereals, muesli, um, even a wrap. And then fats would be things like including some avocado, nuts, seeds, chia seeds, uh, nut butter, some hummus, some full fat dairy or Greek yogurt. So that is what I mean by making sure we have a complete breakfast because what we know when it comes to in making a meal, having a combination of protein and carbohydrates and fats is going to help keep us feeling a little bit more satiated, so feeling a little bit more full for longer. Um, and then of course, on top of all of that, you can always get some veggies or fruit in alongside your complete breakfast always, always guys. So eat your fruit and veg, right? Um, But yes, essentially we want to be trying to break our fast with a complete breakfast that contains a combination of all of those types of foods rather than just consuming um, or bolting down a piece of toast. So it's not that toast is bad, um, but stand alone, it is incomplete and it is not going to fill you up for long. So could we get some eggs on that toast? Maybe a little avo or maybe some scrambled tofu with some hummus, or maybe some baked beans on that toast. Um, You know, and then can we add a side of tomatoes and maybe some baby spinach? So bang, you're in business. So adding all of those little things to your toast is going to make that breakfast far more satiating. It is going to help to manage your energy levels. It's going to give you a lot more nutrients, um, including all of those micronutrients, vitamins that our body needs, And it's also going to stop you destroying the biscuit jar at 10 a.m. So what are some other options for a complete breakfast? You could be looking at something like overnight oats where you've soaked some oats in, you know, some milk of choice. You've added some berries, some peanut butter and some yogurt. That is a fantastic combination. It might be, you know, wheat beaks with some banana, some milk, a sprinkle of nuts and seeds, Or if you are really struggling and really uh, time poor, um, a couple of slices of toast with some nut butter and a protein shake on the side. So we're still ticking the box on our protein intake. So if at 7am, all you can have is a piece of toast because you're rushing out the door, but at 8.30 or 9am, you can have eggs on toast or a tofu scramble on toast because you're sitting down and you're now hungry and you have a little bit more time. Can you please trial that? Please trial that for me because having a complete breakfast is going to set you up far better for the rest of the day, as I've said. Now, two last quick things that I wanted to go over quickly that seem to be myths that come up around breakfast. And the first is coffee. So you can have coffee before breakfast. Um, That is absolutely fine. And I know there are, you know, myths out there that coffee spikes cortisol. Um, And I do think this is a myth that has gotten 
way out of hand. Uh, So your cortisol is meant to be elevated of a morning. Um, That is when our cortisol levels are naturally at their highest. And your body is also going to adapt within a few days if you do start to have coffee for breakfast, sorry, before breakfast. Um, Or if you enjoy having a coffee before breakfast, your body will adapt and nothing bad will happen. But as I touched on earlier, maybe don't have two or three or four coffees um, because that may suppress your appetite and mean that you don't feel hungry until 1 or 2 p.m. And by the time you realize you're hungry, you've probably already snacked your way through a muffin or cheese and bickies or something else that is not going to set you up to succeed. So coffee before breakfast, absolutely fine if you enjoy that and if it works for you. Now, the second thing that I said I would touch on is training and exercise. So how training, I guess, is going to impact breakfast and what we need to do for breakfast. So if you are someone who has done a moderate to high intensity training session in the morning that is generally lasting at least 45 minutes or longer, then please ignore everything I've just said because you really need to be eating breakfast and ideally within 60 to 90 minutes tops uh, following your training session because that is going to kickstart the recovery process. It is going to balance out your blood sugar levels. So it's going to do all of those really important things post-training. So if you have exercised of a morning in that way. Maybe you've done a 45-minute gym session or a 60-minute run or a 60-minute hit class at your local gym. Please go and eat breakfast and please, as much as possible, try to eat that within 60 to 90 minutes of finishing your training and even if you're not hungry at that time. Um, Exercise can actually act as an appetite suppressant for many people. So if that is you and you know, one hour, one hour and a half after you have finished training, you're still not hungry, then what I would suggest here is that you actually come back to something like a smoothie because that's a lot easier to sip on um, and get something down that is going to contain a balance of protein and carbohydrate and fat. Um, Ideally, you know, in an ideal world, You're also hopefully having a small snack before you train and then you get in your complete breakfast after training. Um, But if you're not snacking before you train, then at the very least, we want to be getting in a complete breakfast or a proper smoothie down um, and I would be happy in that situation. Now, note this is not a protein shake only, okay? So a complete breakfast after you have trained is going to need to consist of more than a protein shake that is generally not going to be enough and it is certainly not a complete breakfast. So if you are making a protein shake to sip on after your training session um, and you have no other plans to have a complete breakfast, then I would strongly encourage you to turn that protein shake into a smoothie by adding in some oats, some type of fruit. That way we've got some really good carbohydrate sources in there a tablespoon of maybe peanut butter or some chia seeds. So we're ticking off the box on dietary fats and then some milk of choice. So any milk is fine. And then you've got your protein powder. So that is going to be a complete breakfast and more reflective of a proper main meal. So guys, hopefully that has helped you to answer a few questions about breakfast and also how I would navigate the question of 
if I should be eating breakfast, if somebody comes to me and said that they're not hungry or they don't have time, because I know that there are a lot of people out there um, who will actually fall into one of those two boxes. So if you do, if you feel that you can relate to some of that, hopefully this has given you some practical tips and strategies on how you can manage that morning routine to, um, I guess, enable you to eat breakfast in a way that is also going to be enjoyable for you. So guys, on that note, that is a wrap for another episode. If you got some value from this episode, I would love if you can either leave me a very quick review on, I've got to get this right, on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, or you can take a quick screenshot of this episode, pop it up on your Instagram story and tag me at Gemily underscore X fizz. Um, but guys, until next week, have a fantastic week. Keep the finger on the pulse in regards to your training and nutrition. Keep moving as always, and I will be back with another episode soon. Oh, 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 oh,